We've never done this in a human, and I, I like to think that um, uh, we, we have given him a better option than what continuing his therapy would have been. But whether it's a day, week, month, year, I don't know. You must ask yourself, have I got soul? Have I got soap? Well now, you can get both with Psyche Soap. In this one place, there is a live show where we have fun, where we can let loose and speak the red pill and black pill truth. Where are we? Why, we're in the bucket with Psyche Soap. Do 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 in the bucket with soul soap and psyche soap. Same guy. Do 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 do. He must bring the ruckus to all you motherfuckers. He must bring the ruckus to all you motherfuckers. He must bring the ruckus to all you motherfuckers. Hey, what's going on, fellas? <laughs> it is I, the Mighty Soap. You've not seen that life of Mighty Soap. You, you, you like that intro, don't you? You like that intro, don't you? <laughs> I work it behind the scenes, man. I work it behind the scenes, man. You know what I'm saying? Got... Got my guy, uh, Shinobi Wan, big up for the intro, you know, uh, for the voiceover. Worked with your mans, and, you know, we had put that together, and Hidden, of course, it did the intro sequence, and, you know, I'm, I'll be using that from time to time, man. I like that shit. Now, ooh, excuse me. Oh, and really do excuse me, because... My voice is gone, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My shit is out of there, man. I, I don't have shit, man. Look, yeah, man. Let me find out. Is this that Rony Rona? Yeah, that that flu Rony. You know, whatever the fuck it is, man. I got the Rony, don't I? I got the Moronic. <laughs> oh fuck. This is some bullshit, yo. So uh 
Yeah, man, just sit back, relax. We got one hell of a show for you today. Hey, I do got the link pinned in the chat. For those that are listening to this online um, or the playbacks, whether it be, you know, MGTOW TV, BitChute, Odyssey, but mainly for my folks that are getting this and they're and they're listening to this in their ride on their anchor or Spotify or iTunes or Breaker or Stitcher, all of that shit, man. So I'm everywhere, my G. And um and um I would really like to just do it like this. I have a few announcements in the show, you know. Um, of some few changes in the channel. I'm not going to bore you with the shit. But um, we're going to get into this rip-roaring show, man. It's going to be a barn burner. And, of course, you know, after the show, like, I'd say around midnight, because I'm trying to get this done by midnight, you know, uh, I got to find a Surefire video converter because, you know, I'm putting together those things that make you go. <laughs> You know what I mean? And um, as I put together that shit, uh, I, there are a few videos that I need to make. It, it I need to get it into the compilation. All right. And, you know, the, the fucking converter is acting all Susan with me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, that's a new word. <laughs> yo, when something fucks up on you, don't say that it's all gay. Just say that it's all Susan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me find out. You know what I mean? So, um, yo, we're going to fire into our articles, get into my rants, and just go stupid with it. You know what I mean? Go ape shit. And again, I will announce, brothers, don't be shy, but be sure that you check your audio before you get on the show. Because you know how, um, how StreamYard does it. You know what I'm saying? StreamYard likes to turn your audio way the fuck down, you know? I mean, now, I get it because it has a hard limiter built into the app, and I, I've got engineer experience. It, it's The hard limiter, it just keeps you from clipping, from going way too far into the red and being really loud. And another thing, too, I got to think about my uh, podcast listeners as well. Um, because there are some things that I do show, like videos, and um, when you're in the ride or in the car and you're listening to it, you know, you don't get a lot of the commentary. So I got to try to make the show a little bit more friendly for those that are listening on those uh, podcasting sites. But um, on BitChute, Odyssey, and MGTOW.TV, as well as this YouTube channel, if Susan lets us, this is some bullshit, right? But uh, if she lets us, you know what I'm saying, it'll still be up here on YouTube. I'm going to leave the video up here anyway. Um, the intro. Okay. Uh, Pig Heart Dad. All right. Where did I get this title? Well, I'm a, now Psyche Soap, I'm, I'm a heavy Pink Floyd fan. You know, mostly that stuff that came before The Wall. Now, The Wall's a good album. Don't get it twisted. I love that album, you know, because The Wall is undefeated and many bitches hit it. But anyway, I love my band Pink Floyd. That's the shit, you know what I'm saying? As far as rock goes, 
I'm more or less that prog rock type fella. Now, proto metal, yeah, metal and all of that shit, I'm into it too. But, um, you know, it was an inspiration of a Pink Floyd album. It's called Adam Heart Mother, you know, back then when they had the Atomic Hearts, when they tried to do that shit. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I hope my voice don't go in this stream completely and i start sounding all yeah, well you know but anyway uh the title what inspired me to make the title pig heart dad is because of a pink floyd album it was called adam heart mother and well scratch that scratch the chalkboard the whiteboard or whatever the fuck you use the story of the guy that had gotten a uh, pig heart transplant is the thing that's making the rounds this week. And it, it was kind of the biggest story of the week. You know, an innovation in, in inner space, really. But it's kind of fucked up. You could change out, you could change out a heart, you know, for a dude, but you can't get rid of the roni. I'm going to tell you why you can't get rid of the roni. It's the same reason why the, uh, the drug dealers on the street keep that product very, very addictive. You know what I mean? And that murder is still out there. You better watch that murder. And everybody's starting to see that it don't work. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. But back to this title, though. There is a uh, Pink Floyd album. It was called Adam Heart Mother. And so I named this Pig Heart Dad. Right? And a little bit after. I mean, it's after this this article here that I'm, uh, that I'm about to get into. Um, excuse the fuck out of me. Because right now, boy, I hope I don't lose my damn voice. Well, it's gone. But we're going to rock this shit. No excuses. Let's get it. No time to play. And this is coming from The Independent. This dude named Josh Marcus wrote it, and this came out yesterday. Patient who received groundbreaking pig heart transplant was jailed for stabbing man and leaving him paralyzed. Now, this is crazy. When I first seen this damn title and the rest of it, this is all first reaction shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, with the exception of the title, I pretty much judged a book by its cover. You know, a patient who received a groundbreaking pig heart transplant was jailed for stabbing man and leaving him paralyzed. Oh, wow. Karma works in very fucked up ways, don't it? <laughs> what the fuck? One of them things that make you go, <coughs> right? So we'll read on. A first-of-its-kind transplant involving a genetically modified pig heart is raising ethical questions after it was revealed that the patient who received the surgery previously stabbed a man repeatedly and left him paralyzed. Context is everything. You don't know why he stabbed the dude. All right. Was it in self-defense? And, you know, the court couldn't see it his way. What's up? I don't get it. What, what's really going on? 
Hold on, let me clear my throat. All right, thank you for bearing with me on that. The name of the guy. Oh, okay. David Bennett, senior, age 57, made headlines around the world earlier this week when it was announced he was safely recovering from the world's first successful GMO pig heart transplant at the University of Maryland Medical Center. Doctors at the university heralded the procedure as an important step in helping more than 110,000 people each year on organ transplant lists get help sooner, where many die before they can get a surgery. The first guy, <clears throat> the first guy that popped into my mind was Walter Payton. The sweetness, right? And um, he's arguably the greatest running back of all time. Now, I'm kind of torn between him and Barry Sanders, but, you know, he needed a transplant. And this fella, you know, guided his team to the Super Bowl. You know, I'm a football fan. You know me. I'm an American football fan. All right? And, um, one of the first sports figures that I've ever heard about. My first memory as a kid was of Walter Payton. And now they have an award named after him called the Man of the Year Award, where you do a lot of philanthropic stuff and you carry on your life's work. But um, that's a guy who could have used this type of a surgery. Not necessarily a guy of this nature where he stabs a guy and leaves him paralyzed. Because you took away a man's senses. Now you get a heart in your body. So I can see why they had, you know, why people, why, why this thing was raising ethical questions. It makes sense, yo. You know what I mean? Go, as I go on further. This was a breakthrough surgery and brings us one step closer to solving the organ shortage crisis. There are simply not enough donor human hearts available to meet the long list of potential recipients, Dr. Bartley P. Griffith, who performed the surgery, said in a statement. Um, <clears throat> so y'all are not fucking with the car. Nah, let, let me shut up. Let me shut up. <laughs> oh, man. There, there's plenty organs in the black market. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. You know, he should have found out. Oh, yeah. As I read on, the news had a decidedly different feeling for Leslie Shoemaker Downer, whose brother, Mr. Bennett, stabbed and paralyzed. Oh, okay. So let me start from the beginning. The news had a decidedly different feeling for Leslie Shoemaker Downer, whose brother, Mr. Bennett, stabbed and paralyzed in an attack at a bar in Maryland in 1988. What the fuck? Now, I'm telling my age, and I don't give a fuck. I was eight years old, man. I was eight years old. She told the Washington Post, which uncovered the past conviction, that she recognized the significance of the heart transplant, but didn't view Mr. Bennett as a hero. Fuck no, right? Ed suffered, Ms. Downey told the Post. The devastation and the trauma 
for years and years that my family had to deal with. Now, David Bennett gets a second chance with a new heart. But I wish, in my opinion, it had gone to a deserving recipient. I won't argue with her on that. Hey, shit, for this one, she's correct. On 30 April, well, April 30th, 1988, Mr. Bennett stabbed Ed, her brother, seven times at a bar in Hagerstown, Maryland. Reportedly after seeing Mr. Shoemaker flirting with his wife. Oh. <gasps> Let me find out there's some more shit going on in that. One of them things that make you go. <laughs> he was convicted and sentenced to 10 years in prison. And was separately ordered to pay the Shoemaker family. $3.4 million in a civil suit, which they claim to have never received. Oh, that is some janky shit, bro. Well, you know, big up to my man janky show, but this fuck, this is fucked up right here, man. $3.4 million in a civil suit, and allegedly they've never received it? Yet this man could get a fucking... Transplant? When there might be other deserving, you know, recipients of it? Man, it is definitely one of them things that make you go. <laughs> Edward Shoemaker was in a wheelchair for the next two decades. Before having a stroke in 2005 and dying two years later. Meanwhile... The rest of the family struggled alongside him, taking out loans to pay for a wheelchair-accessible van. Ed's brother, an EMT, who had dropped him off at the bar the day of the attack and was later called to respond to the bloody scene, struggled with guilt and later became addicted to opioids before he himself dying of 1999 of an overdose at the age of 28 according to his family. Whoa. Story's deeper than that, huh? The story is really deeper than that. Is it not? So this guy that got in the, you know, the guy that I showed in the intro, that got in the pig heart transplant, <clears throat> excuse me, they got in the pig heart transplant. He stabbed a guy seven times at a bar. And the guy he stabbed, his brother, the, the, the victim, the stabbing victim that was paralyzed, that guy's brother had to respond, become one of the first responders of the scene. What the fuck? And he struggled with guilt. And he became addicted to opioids before dying himself at the age of 28. What the fuck? Yo, man. 
it's one of them things that got that got my noggin jogging. You know what I'm saying? The wheels are turning, man. Now, okay. I often say, and I don't say it much in the show, but I do say it IRL that you never estimate the powers of a second chance. And this guy did get a second chance. All right. Now, I'm an advocate for all men, but to keep this man alive while two others died over his shit because he got a you know, a, 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 a mangina simp feeling when when the guy he stabbed was talking with his woman, I'd have stabbed his wife. You know, if I were Mr. Bennett, I would have stabbed the wife. If the wife was if the wife was doing her thing. Okay, now I got a hockey mask. I gotta say shit like that. Okay? Hello? <laughs> what the fuck? What, what were you what were you expecting? You know? I must bring the fucking rubber. <laughs> stabbed his wife, he got a little beta feeling. And then he ended up stabbing up, you know, ended up stabbing up this guy that ends up paralyzed for 20 years. And then he dies, he ends all of that in a stroke. Dying two more years later. And then his brother, his brother, was the first responder that helped save this man's life. And then at the same time, that brother, you know, with the guilt of it all, with the shame of it all, takes his own life. See, self-deletion ain't no joke. All right? I used to hear this, this, this trope that no matter who it was, it, it, it was from, you know, whether it was a man or a woman, cis or trans or Christian or atheist, it don't matter. But I used to hear this shit back in the day. Back in the day. Dare I say that, right? That... If you commit suicide, you're taking the easy way out. And I've else, I, I, I heard too also that it was a, a coward route. Man, no, no, no. I don't buy it. I don't buy that. You know... As shit and as fucked up as it may sound, and you know I'm against woke tards, but it's time to reshape the narrative on self-deletion. Real shit. You know? Yes. Yes. And it's also time for us to bring forth the, the truth that men go through this. More than any other gender in this world. No matter what country you go to, and no matter what time you're living in, all right? So, yeah, that, that shit fucked me up, man. What the fuck? 
I'll continue to read. There go the doctors right there. I'm going to bring a little bit here. Check it, check it. Ah. Oh, okay. It's giving me a little space, so I'm going to read a little more. For you podcasters out there, got to show y'all a little bit more love here. You know, I'm thinking about you. UMD said in a statement that it provides life-saving care to every patient who comes through their doors based on their medical needs, not their background or life circumstances. This patient came to us in dire need, and a decision was made about his transplant eligibility based solely on his medical records. Okay, now, I would like to know, I would like to know what criteria they used on his medical records to garner him this. Now, on this, I'll take the side of the doctors, really, because it shouldn't matter who the person was. You know what I mean? Um... Now that's going to come to a future, a future issue that we may experience on down the line if this continues. Is it better for the doctor to know that the patient was a criminal or a law-abiding citizen, right? That, that kind of makes you think, man. That kind of does. That kind of does. Let me go further. In most medical circles, it's considered unethical to deny someone medical care based on their past criminal record. Oh, okay. Okay. Punitive attitudes that completely exclude those convicted of crimes from receiving medical treatment, including an organ transplant, are not ethically legitimate. Hmm. This was wrote by an ethics panel um, a few years back, about seven years back, 2015, from this recording anyway, for the Federal Health Resources and Services Administration, adding, criminals not sentenced to death are expected to return to society and be deemed worthy of equal treatment in the receipt of other items, services, distributed by society. Okay, okay. You got kind of a point there, but what about the diddlers? What about those maps? What about them fuckers? Do they deserve this type of shit? Huh? Oh, okay, okay. I'll go, I'll go further to read, right? Mr. Bennett, the recipient of the surgery, was denied transplant eligibility at previous hospitals for medical and non-medical reasons. His past record of heart failure and irregular heartbeat made him ineligible for some, some transplants, as had his past record of failing to follow doctor's orders, attend follow-up visits, or take medicine consistently, according to his son. So, wait, 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 wait. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, and double what the fuck. There's this extra thing that make you go, 
genetically modified foods are getting a new brand label. Let me find out what the motherfucking label is. Don't get me all distracted in this bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? Back to the story. Back to the story. David Bennett Jr., Mr. Bennett's son, said his father never spoke of his past and lauded him for taking a risky change that might help benefit the medical science. Medical science. This winter, facing his potential death at a Baltimore hospital, David Sr. reportedly began inquiring about an organ donor or other ways to benefit science if he passed away from his heart condition. And here's the son. My, my intent here is not to speak about my father's past. My intent is to focus on the groundbreaking surgery and my father's wish to contribute to science and potentially save patients' lives in the future. David Bennett Jr., his son, said in the statement. Roughly 17 people die each day. Each day while waiting for an organ transplant. You know what? You know what's so crazy? How all this rigmarole, all this bullshit gets going on and gets started. And then they drop a line like roughly 17 people die each, each day while waiting for an organ transplant. You know what organ transplants are going to be in demand now that the Roni's here? Yes, you guessed it. Lung transplants. So what? You're going to discriminate between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated? <gasps> Let me find out, bitch. All right, all right. Let's <laughs> oh, shit, man. Let's see what's going on, man. And that was that story. Wonderful thing, wonderful thing. Thought I'd travel a little bit. You know, you know, you know. Get that out the way. And let's see what's going on. Let's going on for all my people. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, let me let me do let me go where to the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Because we're gonna get to the chats. But before I get on over here to these chats, let me get on out of that. Right. All right. Go go go. Go go go. Okay, so I'm going to start there, <clears throat> and then I'm going to go hit you up with a commercial real quick, take me a little break, don't you motherfuckers leave me, goddammit, I'll slap the shit out you and kill two roaches out your house, you better stay here with me, goddammit, because I know where each and every one of you, nah, I'm just kidding, that's a fucking threat, no, I'm not going to do it, that's bullshit, and the threat is now made invalid. <laughs> I'm not gonna do all that dumb ass shit. But uh seriously though. Um yeah, what was I looking for before I get on up out? Just for a little minute though. Oh man, money funny how time flies, man. Seriously, seriously. Okay, so what was that one? Okay, and that's my channel joint. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get that shit together, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And um, have you subscribed to my alt channels? Huh? Huh? Motherfucker. Did... 
shit together you better subscribe to my motherfucking alt channels man they are too motherfucking hot for this shit here i can't put them on youtube don't did you know motherfucker that i easily gotten um two strikes within a month over things that make you go damn i mean it's one of them things i'm telling you i got them things them things them things that make you go down them things them things them things that make you go damn. I got them things. Get yourself conducted. <laughs> Stupid shit, right? All right. Oh, gosh. Let me get the fuck out of that. Uh, okay, I'm going to show a bit of a commercial and everything, and I'll be right back on this microphone. We're going we gonna to go on to the next shit, to the next quarter. All right? Need a little shock for your new year? Well, here are the things that make you go. Damn! Damn! From Psyche Soap, the new controversial series that is too hot for YouTube. We've got little fails. Oh no! And we've got big fails too. So, prepare yourself mentally for the edge of your gaming chair. Presented by Psyche Soap, it's the things that make you go... Available on these alternative platforms, listed below in the description of this video. Have you brothers noticed the exodus of great red pill providers? Well, I'm one of them, and thank goodness for Anchor. Everything for podcast listeners and creators is here phone, tablet, or your computer. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Share my podcast to men that need a red pill. Favorite it if you stumbled upon this channel and made it this far. Subscribe to my backup channels. Donating is optional. I have a cash app and no, I won't angry me. Tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I won't even do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not to be confused with double M double up. It was this you know, douche nozzle back in the day, and they call he called himself Angry MGTOW, and that was just horrible. But that, you know, memories, right? All right, back to these chats. Let's see what we got. And Craig Frenesse, they've been trying this experiment for decades now. Other countries have done this, Russia and China. Yeah, you're right, because the uh, first instance I've heard about it was in the aughts. 2003, I think, as far back as then. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're right. Hey, Jim McIntosh brings a howdy to us. How you doing? A.K.A. Tehran. And you better smash that like button like it owes you money. You better smash that like button like she the finest bitch in your room, nigga. Got thing she got the body that make you go 
Nah, I'm not about that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm all, you know. You know I'm all red pills and black pills for real. My red and black pills is the deal. Bars. All right? Yeah, rice aroni. I don't want to catch that rice aroni. Man, no rice aroni. You know what I'm saying? So, there is a there was a clip where he showed with pig organs being used in humans. I don't know who we, uh, what, was it me? And, uh, well, man, uh, uh, Jim say, let me get that shit up there. There we go. Now, if they can grow replacement hearts or other organs from a gene modification pig, that's a good thing for people. Yeah, it is. It, um, I think it cleans up the case for GMOs. Same thing, because it keeps... This, this 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 thing about stem cells from happening they remember that you know stem cells was all the rage and cloning was all the rage playing god was not cool and all of that shit and this is a way that they can i guess still play god but you know go through a few loopholes you know what i'm saying all right Craig say, true enough, but I'm just saying, they've been working on it since the 1970s that I'm aware of. Penthouse and Hustler had articles on me. Penthouse and Hustler, really, really, Craig, let me, let a motherfucker find out you was reading it for, for something else other than the articles. Yeah, let me motherfucking find out, boy, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna tell it on the mountain. I'm gonna tell it on the, I can't even sing it tonight. Shit. Hey, Soapy. Yeah, you, you better miss me with that Soapy shit. Hey, what up, Hidden? All right. So, they were saying, Craig Furnesse, I remember reading somewhere about using stem cell aminos and medically printed organs. I can see that being used over organ farming, given growth times of animals. Yeah, you got a point there. Um, uh, there was a time-lapse photo that sticks in my head. A time-lapse photo where they built a sirloin steak, a GMO sirloin steak. And it grew and it looked just like a fucking steak. And they was doing this shit for a good 20 years now, too. So um, you got a point there, man. You got a point there, man. Yeah, let me get down there. Get down here. And uh, I'm going to go down in the comments a little further. And we're going to get on over here to the uh, to the to this next shit. Okay. I got another one of them out of cows. And a little bit of, you know, to show. Yeah, I'll show you a little bit on, on this shit too. So check this out. Oh, man. The battle we've all been waiting for, man. This is the battle we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Dr. Oz! And in that corner, it's... <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Or, as True Sherm calls him, Dr. Fucci. Alright, so check this shit out, man. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right? Let a nigga Dr. Oz out. is taking the surgical gloves off, accusing Dr. Fauci of being a petty tyrant. 
As part of his candidacy as a Republican for Pennsylvania's Senate seat, Mehmet Oz sent out this tweet and campaign video calling for a debate. Dr. Fauci, let's get the facts straight here. You and me, let's have a debate doctor to doctor and give the American people the truth about COVID-19. I'm gay. <gasps> Anytime, anywhere. Dr. Fauci, are you in? Disease expert has long faced attacks from members of the GOP on his handling of the evolving pandemic. Dr. Oz, who has faced his own criticisms for making medically dubious claims on his talk show, telling Newsmax Fauci is a petty tyrant. He got COVID wrong. He continues to get it wrong. He then added, Doctors like me think Fauci has not managed the pandemic correctly. Let a nigga find out. Damn. Damn. Well, Republican area Congressman John Katko says he will oh, not be shit. running. Oh, shit. Let me turn this shit off. Oh, shut up. All right, there we go. Whoa. This is insane, son. This is, yo, this is King Kong Godzilla. This is the fucking battle of all battles. He must bring the ruckus to all your motherfuckers. Hey, yo, yo, they should have, they should have me as the announcer for this battle. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, yeah, Craig Furness is like Oz versus the evil garden gnome. <laughs> what the fuck? He does look like a garden gnome, son. Ah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, fuck. No, stop, dude. <laughs> that motherfucker do look like a guard gnome. David the gnome looking ass motherfucker. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that would be the battle of all battles, man. That's like King Kong Godzilla. That's the battle that needs to happen in this time. In this corner, <laughs> wing at. We don't know how much he weighs, <laughs> you know, as Dr. Oz, you know what I'm saying? And in this corner is Garden Gnome, evil Garden Gnome looking motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, Dr. Fouch, for real, ouch. Yeah, yeah, that would be the shit, though. I would watch it. <laughs> I would watch it, bro. That would be the shit, a celebrity death match between the both. That, that would be definitely good, good TV, something I would really watch. Um, Hidden say, he isn't getting anything wrong. He just isn't telling the truth. But is telling lies getting it wrong, bro? <gasps> Let me find out. All right. Yeah, man. On, on the other side of things, though, my man DeSantis, he didn't mess around in his Florida State of the Union, though. See, he was going in on the National Biomedical Security State. Man, that sound good as fuck. That sound good as fuck. What up, DeSang? Oh, what? Motherfucker DeSang wrote up in this. Don't you say that. Oh, man, here comes Softy Soap. But Sharky, Dr. Fauci has been an expert for years, Sharky. <gasps> Let a nigga find out. Shit. Oh, man. 
Duvain came to bring the pain. Big up. <laughs> Shit. All right. Hardcore to the brain. Let's go inside the astral plane. Bars. Big up the Method Man for doing that shit, bro. Hey, but I never liked the beat of that damn song, but now I like it. Shit, compared to all the crap going on nowadays. Man, I'm telling my age, man. What, what, what the fuck? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Stupid shit, you know? All right, what was I talking about, man? Oh, yeah, the uh, fight between Fauci and Dr. Oz. I don't know, man. Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz, isn't he from the Middle East? Is he like Middle Eastern of, of Middle Eastern descent? And uh, Fauci is Italian. You know what I'm saying? He's He's got the hand gesture and shit, and he'll probably slap the shit out of motherfucking Dr. Oz and then poke him with the motherfucking poke, you know? Or, or Oz or take a motherfucking blender and put it over his head. That would be an awesome motherfucking celebrity death match. That would be the shit. Craig say, who remembers all of the garden gnome screw-ups during his time during the 80s? And, and, and yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Now, Alex Jones is starting to sound like a fucking scholar now. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Democrats. Thanks. Thanks, you idiot. You idiots, because there's a lot of you motherfuckers out there. You trusted the shit out of them. But let's let's also be honest, too. Operation Warp Speed was done under, yeah, it was done under Trump. See, yo, the man was playing 4D chess, but he didn't see that move coming. Duzang say, yep. When they came up with the Genome Project, TP, try and find the gay gene. I don't know what TP means unless it's the toilet paper. But uh, I, I get what you mean, though, bro. The Human Genome Project, when they finally se sequenced it all, it was like in what? Uh, just before 9-11. Just before 9-11, August 2001. They found that shit out. That was crazy, wasn't it? All right. All right. So what the fuck is this shit? All right. There go my my other shit. I want to show y'all a little shan shan sham in this motherfucker. Where the fuck is it at? Oh, uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Woo. <laughs> Let a nigga find out. Oh, we got a story for that ass. We got a story for that ass. Check this out. Nancy Pelosi, man. <laughs> Are you fucking serious, man? Under pressure. Uh, Nancy Pelosi under pressure? Look, okay, fuck it. This article's from Business Insider. I'm going to go ahead and read the article. And uh, try as I might to keep my fucking reactions at a minimum. Nancy Pelosi, under pressure, directs House to consider bigger penalties for lawmakers and aides who break a federal conflict of interest law. <laughs> Nigga, let me find out. Um, Miss, uh, withdraw her stock based on 
insiders. And then she swept it under the rug. Bitch, (laughs) you trying to get some motherfucking redemption, ain't you? Ain't you? Look, Nancy Pelosi, under pressure, directs House to consider bigger penalties for lawmakers and aides who break federal conflict of interest law. Didn't you do that when, um, you know, you withdrew your stock? Man, oh, hell, no, mm-mm, no, look at this, oh, holy shit, man, that looks like a dehydrated Miss Potato Head, bruh, what the flying fuck, bro? oh, okay, okay, keep going on, yeah, the tweaker of the house. Okay, so here's what's going to happen, <laughs> according to her. A House panel will scrutinize congressional stock trades following insiders' conflicted Congress investigation. Another point, lawmakers may face higher fines if they report their stock trades late. And then another point, the move comes after insider revealed numerous, numerous violations and lawmakers propose, proposing stock bans. Um, Pelosi, didn't you do this shit? Didn't you do this shit? Let me find out, bitch. <laughs> I continue on. The hypocrisy is fucking killing me inside. Oh, shit. Facing withering criticism from political friends and foes alike, as well as she should. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is directing a panel, a panel to consider higher fines for lawmakers and top aides who violate a law on congressional stock trading meant to combat financial conflicts of interest. Nigga, that's like me being the governor of my state. And let's just say, hmm, I trade, one of the stocks I own is Pfizer, right? And yet, my, let's just say, I don't believe in marriage, right? But we're, we're going hypothetical. Let's just say my wife was in the C-suite. She was a, uh, a chief, information officer of Pfizer or some shit, right? But she tells me some shit that's going on with the company and I end up withdrawing my stock from that. You're not supposed to do that. That is unethical. Back to the article. The Democratic leader asked the committee on the House administration oh, asked the Committee on House Administration to investigate how many members have broken the reporting requirements of the 2012 Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act, also known as the Stock Act. At least 54 members of Congress and 182 of their top aides have violated the Stock Act's disclosure provisions, according to Insider's Conflicted Congress investigation, which published 
in December of 2021. Drew Hamill, Pelosi's deputy chief of staff, told Insider that the speaker asked the panel to look into the possibility of stiffening penalties and confirmed it would extend to senior staff. She ain't going to fall on the sword because she's one of those motherfuckers. She ain't going to fall on the sword. She's one of those motherfuckers. She is one of those motherfuckers, okay? Shit, didn't a story come out not too long ago about her doing the same shit? Huh? Oh, man, fucking hell no. This bitch. Ooh-wee. All right, check it. What's this shit I got going on here, bro? Oh, okay. Now let me talk about the counterpart to Nancy Pelosi over on the Senate, the other side of this motherfucking Capitol here. All right. Now, Chuck Schumer of New York, this son of a bitch has never met a camera he didn't fucking like. Okay. Always trying to attention, ho. Always trying to say he been doing this and doing that shit. Always been saying, he always be thinking he be doing the thing. He he always be thinking he, yeah, yo, 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 yo. Let me put that shit up here. Let me put that shit up here. Check this shit out. All right. Now for my uh, podcast people, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to apologize in advance. Forgive me for the audio. But uh, I, I want to show this shit. Oh, hell. So today is a big day in the Senate. For the first time, I as Majority Leader, Senator Wyden as the Chairman of the Finance Committee, and Senator Booker, one of the foremost champions for justice and equity here in the Senate. We are all joining together to release draft legislation to end the federal prohibition on cannabis. This is monumental because at long last, we are taking steps in the Senate to right the wrongs of the failed war on drugs. I was the first Democratic leader to come out. No, you wasn't. For the legalization of marijuana. And I will use my clout as majority. You just said the magic word, clout. Because this is the king of clout. <laughs> anyway. Leader to make this a priority in the Senate. As my colleagues and I have said before, the war on drugs has really been a war on people, particularly people of color. This is a grievous reality. Lives are being destroyed every single day. What? Whoa, 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 Corey, calm the fuck down, nigga. Calm the fuck down. And come on, bro. Don't act like you didn't see the failings of that were happening even in your own state because this shit was prohibited. Now, you Democrat motherfuckers, you talk a good game. See, you tried to hijack the narrative on this, you know. But no, the, the, the American people <laughs> knows what's going on. Okay, we know what's going on. Now, let me keep playing this bullshit. 
And the hypocrisy of this is you. <laughs> Let me keep going. Is that right here in the Capitol, now people running for Congress, people running for Senate, people running for President of the United States readily admit that they've used marijuana. But we have children in this country, people all over this nation are veterans, black and brown people, low-income people, now bearing the stain of having a criminal conviction for doing things that half of the last four presidents admitted to doing. That's true. But don't just leave out those people. Everyone in this nation has been going through that shit. All right? Don't, you know, right now, this is all fucking sentimental wallpaper, bro. Now, I, even though I agree with you on this, even your little spin, even your little, you know, wokey narrative spin that you threw on this. But don't forget, there are more than just those people that you have named that are going through this. Keep it going. We are in the midst of a grievous moment of injustice, and it is deep at the core of who we say we are. Equal justice under law. Yeah, that's what your mouth say. That's what your motherfucking mouth say, homie. Uh, there's that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Up Chuck Schumer, you right about that. Yeah, man. Now, uh, on the other side of things, uh, fuck it. Since we are on the subject of the war on drugs, um, let me tell you, I, I am, um, I would like to see in my lifetime the second lifting of the prohibition. You know? Long over fucking due. Now, to keep it, yo, to keep it all the way funky with you, you know, both Democrats and Republicans have had their hands in, in cancel culture when it comes to the war on drugs. Man, how many of you motherfuckers have smoked weed with a cop and didn't end the night arrested? Shit, I have. <laughs> shit you know well a retired one you know to be quite honest with you but damn you know they get it they know what it is i mean it's a waste of your time why can't the government make money on it now there is a good argument to not legalizing it and keeping it in the black market you know keeping the profit in the streets because the quantities are better, but then again, and the quality is arguably better than in a store. I mean, I don't know, man. Um, I'm from a state that was one of the last to um, repeal prohibition. And I lived in a state that was among the first to repeal the prohibition of cannabis. All right. So I see this shit from both sides now. Why don't you just go ahead and legalize it? Yeah. I can't even sing it 
but you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? And, and for all my um, for all my Buddha lovers, all my smoky, 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 you know. I got a little something for you. I got a little article I picked up for you. It was pretty nice, though. <laughs> uh, shit. Man, and it's for those that you, don't go freaking out, bruh. You know? Like my man say, uh, you know, um, if you just started smoking, don't smoke too much and just blaze it every time. And for all my chronic smokers, smoke enough. Let's get them, y'all. Apply pressure. <laughs> oh, shit. What's on the motherfucking... Okay. Oh, yeah. So the Patriots and the Bills are doing their game. Now nah, I'm not watching it. My team is a little a little bit later on. A little bit later on in the playoffs. And then there's a few all-star games and all of that shit. But let me get to this article. How to prevent weed-induced anxiety, according to a cannabis expert. Let me see this shit. Can you guess what strain this is for all my watchers of the playback and those in the in the chat? You see this shit? You see this shit? Man, that shit is almost pure white, not even green. All right. Low freezing. A cannabis chemist and founder of cannabis extract company Halo told her inside tips for weed users who are prone to anxiety. She said cannabis users who want to avoid feelings of anxiety look for strains that smell pleasant to them, a sign it will interact well with their bodies. Yeah, but sometimes they make mistakes. They might get the one that smells really good, and um, you're more of a... You're more of a an, an, an indica type of a person, but you fucked around and chose sativa, and that shit ended up speeding you up and accelerated your anxiety. Or if you happen to be on the other side of things, you still got anxiety issues, and you chose a sativa strain, and it didn't jive too well with you. You might want to go get you some of that there indica. So pretty soon, there'll be some brands and strands and shit that we'll look for. There'll be the hybrids out there. So back to the article. Weed users should also look for strains low in THC and ones that contain the cannabinoid CBG. Or, um, as we all here in South Dakota are doing, instead of um, the Delta 9 that is usually sold in the street, there is the Delta 8. And the Delta 8 flowers is pretty good, too. You know, some folks call it marijuana helper because you could take a really strong strand of weed and just sprinkle it on that shit. And that shit will go for a long mile, especially for you motherfuckers that like to roll a whole quarter pound in a goddamn blunt. Like, what the fuck? Are you trying to smoke yourself retarded early? Like, goddamn, I know you got a high tolerance, but what the fuck? The best time for a motherfucker to smoke, though, in my opinion, is in the morning. You know, you know what we call wake and bake. You know what I'm saying? I like wake and bakes, but on during the day, it don't jive too well with me. But back to the article. As more states legalize weed, an increasing number of people are using the substance to decrease the feelings of stress and anxiety. But some say cannabis use has exacerbated their anxiousness. Now let's not act like it doesn't happen because it does. Cannabis users who've experienced anxiety-provoking effects 
might not have to swear off weed completely, though. Instead, they should consider changing their dose and the strains they use. Oh, Friesen, the founder and CEO of Cannabis Extracts. See, they're over here fucking, you know, you know, they're, 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 they're promoting this bitch. Let's go further. All right. So into the article. And, and Low Friesen says, I always encourage people to have an open mind and realize that this is trial and error, Friesen told an insider. You're right about that. I agree. People should have an open mind and, you know, go into the trial and error stages of it. But, um, you know, THC, which is the psychoactive chemical, it's a very, very, very mild psychedelic. And I'm psyche soap, baby. I'm all manifesting and all revealing of your soul. You know what I mean? And so I know this shit. You know, you want to get the strain that's, you know, that jobs well with your chemistry, with your makeup. You know, not all motherfuckers get down with the, the super high strands. And some people will just downright fucking get a headache smoking some bammer ass shit. So you gotta somehow do the delicate dance in the middle and get the right strand that you want. Because I pledge allegiance to the bag of marijuana. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so she added that products and strains that reduce anxiety in one person could have a different effect on another person. So taking time to research and try various options can help weed users have a more positive experience. That's correct. That's correct. Now, this next part, I kind of don't agree with it, and I'll tell you about that later, but I'll go further into the article here. CBD isn't the only ingredient with anti-seizure. We know. Calm down. Let's go further. It says weed users should smell the product before they buy to test if the strain is the right fit. Cannabis strains comprise various compounds, including cannabinoids like THC, which creates a psychoactive effect in users, and CBD. Weed also contains chirping a group of chemical compounds that add flavors and smells to various products like beverages, foods, and even cannabis. You know, that is true because when you get um, a, a tomato from a grocery store, it, it has a different, you know, smell to it if you were to go to a farmer's market and get it. You know what I mean? So that, that does have a... That has a bit of validity, too. You know, I've tried it myself. Now, according to Friesen, a weed user can pay attention to how their body responds to certain terpenes to get a better idea of how they act when they consume it. Okay. Now, I disagree, sort of. You know what fucks me up, too, fellas, is that, damn, let me blaze my weed while I'm saying this. Is that I fucking hate it when I go over to a homie's house, friend's house and whatnot, and we kick it. You know what I'm saying? We're we're shooting the shit. And all of a sudden he pulls out his, you know, his jar of dro or his bag, you know what I mean? The jars and whatnot of the weed. And he tries to get me to smoke it. But dude, I'm that fella that goes, they're all 
the same. It's the same fucking smell, bruh. That doesn't tell me shit. You know, I'm a different type of a smoker, bruh. I mean, now you, you can, you know, what, you know, I'm speaking here to a friend of mine that, that, that always wants to shove your nose in the motherfucking jar, you know, to smell the weed and shit. And I'm like, bruh, it's the same shit. But then he got, you know, he fires back and goes, no, it's not. And he swears by it. But now I see why he does. It's because the terpenes in that motherfucker, you know, they, 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 they set off a few triggers in that man's brain to let him know that this is the right type of shit. But for me, not so much. I'm, I'm going to be one of those motherfuckers in the future, right? That end up staring at the labels and shit, nigga. Like, like the nutrition facts, like when you go to the store, you try to get fat free this, or you know what I'm saying, like low calorie that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing with the weed, nigga. <laughs> really, yo, real shit. That's what I'm going to end up doing because, you know, my sense of smell is all jacked up. And this was even before the Ronin. You know what I mean? Uh, fuck. But, dude, I, I used to hate it. I still hate it to this day when a motherfucker tries to get me to just smell what the fuck this shit is. I'm mean, like, dog, I, I can't tell. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got the same olfactory glands as your motherfucking ass, goddammit. Yeah, I said olfactory glands because, shit, I know what the fuck that shit is. It has something to do with your smell, nigga. The only time that shit gets activated is when your motherfucking ass take off your shoes. Shit. I don't want to smell this goddamn weed. But I tell you what, I will blaze it with you. <laughs> All right. But um, and that's another thing, too. I can't just blaze weed at another motherfucker house. You know what I'm saying? When you got your little jar drawer and whatnot, it may work for you, but it doesn't normally and necessarily work with everybody else. You know, I'm not a weed connoisseur or nothing like that. You know, and I'm not a novice either. I mean, goddamn, I've been blazing for shit 20 plus years. But goddamn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, I don't have a motherfucking PhD in smoking. You know what I mean? All right, so back to this shit. And it's another thing, too, and it's nature between males and females. Because in in the nature, in nature, and this was tens well fucking millennia ago right and and this is also kind of a kind of a justifier as to why women can you know have a stronger sense of smell than men do and that's because they had to use that sense of smell to you know see which berries work uh which plants work or whether or not the food that was stored from hunting was bad or good and men not so much you know as far as that goes but um i can see what they were were talking about now this one is um kind of near and dear to my heart too because i have a child that has seizures not epileptic though you know kind of milder than that and so you know that really does help out in the aid of that one of its medicinal properties so let me let me let me throw that up here for you 
and even for my podcast listeners, big up. CBD isn't the only ingredient with anti-seizure qualities in cannabis. That's according to new research. Science Alert reports studies in Australia recently Woo! revealed numerous other compounds <clears throat> in the cannabis plant also show anti-convulsant effects. Research from pharmacologists at the University of Sydney show three acidic cannabinoids found in cannabis reduced seizures in a mouse model of Dravet syndrome. That's an intractable form of childhood epilepsy. In a small UK study, 10 children with intractable forms of epilepsy began using a medicine that contained the whole cannabis plant. Their seizure frequency fell by 86%. Researchers are now calling on the UK's National Health Service to include whole plant medicinal cannabis in its prescribing guidelines for severe treatment-resistant epilepsy. Mmm, okay, okay. Let's fly, let's fly. Come on, rich mob. Y'all need to step it up, bruh. Come on. What the fuck? Are y'all driving in your cars? What the fuck's really going on? <laughs> okay. Mm. Let me just check this shit out. Mm-hmm. Because I got, uh, you know, I got a diverse uh, group of fans on people that watch my shit. Craig Furness say, just treat it like alcohol, taxes, and penalties to follow. And Q's in effect. He's in the building. What up, Q? Shit. What up? And Craig say, to be honest, Soap. Nah, Craig, lie to me. What the fuck? To be honest, Soap, I've never tried the devil's lettuce or even tobacco for that matter. Oh, ain't you a oh, ain't you an angel? Oh, look at look at Craig. Oh, let me find out. You didn't inhale, motherfucker. <laughs> Shit. He also says that hops used in beer is a cousin to cannabis. Yeah, it's a stretch, but I, I've heard it being said before, and. There was um, there was scientific evidence backing this up, but this was a long time ago, bro. It's, I've heard that back when, because um, the, the microbrewery trend w was catching on also. Just when, uh, it, it, with Colorado, for instance, because I lived in Colorado, of course, and now it's Colorado. Good God, it's Colorado like a motherfucker. I'm glad I left. But anywho, like in the early aughts, I got to say 05, 06, you know what I mean? There was a big trend uh, going on with beer, with microbreweries, domestic microbreweries that hadn't been going on in America, that hadn't been seen since the fucking uh, 19th century, really. And, and that's how, you know, Blue Moon and Fat Tire got off. You know what I'm saying? Fat Tire... That that's made in Breckenridge up in ski country over there. And then yet at the same time, you know, they were cultivating quite literally the cannabis and everything, therefore leading to it getting legal. But, um, you know, and as the, those two stories converged, you know, there was a study that had came out showing that hops had some of the same some, just a, just a little bit of the same properties as the cannabinoids in cannabis. So I see what you're talking about, Craig. 
you you might you might end up starting a motherfucking microbrewery, huh? And then he goes on to say, I'd be super careful of myself. I don't trust anything unless I check out what's in it. I don't know what could be mixed in it. You goddamn right. Even if it's store bought. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even if it's store bought. I've had some strains in the streets that fucked me up. That did not jive too well with me. And I had a motherfucking, um, what was that? A uh, nervous breakdown at 20. But then again, I've had some strains that were store-bought, and I'm like, this shit is ripping me off. I don't feel nothing. You know, shit like that. And vice versa, whether it be the streets or the store-bought. They gave me different adverse reactions, you get it? You know what I mean? Bruh, Lynch Mob, if you are watching me, get rid of this shit. Come on, bro. Y'all, y'all are sleeping. I made a lot of y'all wrench mobs in this motherfucker. And y'all are not getting it. Do your job. Start getting block these motherfuckers that be do be, be showing these bullshit little links in here. You know what Susan doing. That that's only letting them know that some motherfuckers here monitoring our shit. So man, just slap that shit down, bro. I I'll get the first one. Since none of y'all are getting to it. All right. All right. Duzang say, it's good he hasn't ever smoked before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, check this. And another thing, too, and he just brought, he brought something that dawned on me. That hops in the makings of brews. They kind of do, you know, for him like cannabis does for us, Duzang. So I get it. I'm thinking. I'm here. Potatoes are a cousin to Belladonna. Citation needed, Craig. What the fuck? Come on, man. I mean, now, you may be right when it comes to vodka, to vodka, <laughs> to the potato juice. Look out there and you I have too much potato juice. I've been known to get wild with it. But no, man. What the fuck? Citation needed. Motherfucker, put it in the comments on the replay, not in the chat, because I'm not gonna go looking for it. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit, dude. Zang, I didn't make you no wrench mob. Hold up. Let me see here. Let me see here, bruh. Turn my shit down. Let the little live play go on over here. I got a motherfucking wrench mob, yo ass. Here we go. Who I miss? Q, Q, Q. Yes. Oh, yeah, brother. Dig it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Says Miss Elizabeth. You brothers, Q and Duzang, I dub thee, sir. Psychonaut, and you must rock the wrench with respect. Yes. Uh, I dub thee Sir Q and Sir Duzang. Yes. Yes. I have dubbed two new knights today. Uh, word up. 
Yeah, word up. So, uh, yeah, Duzang, bro. Um, can't wait to see you back, you know, doing your thing and going live because um, you actually do have debates. And I mean debates that, you know, they really do try as, as, as crazy as this sounds. From the ones I was able to watch like last year, a lot of those guys kept their poise and kept it to the fucking point and not, you know, tried to personally attack each other. Now, the music shit, nah, nigga. <laughs> oh, man. So Craig say, just look up nightshade vegetables. I'll be surprised. Probably, shit. Goddamn. Um, oh, yeah, speaking of oh, yeah, brother. I'd like to give a rest in peace shout to a fellow, fellow South Dakotaan. Um, Duzane, this is something that you probably had heard of, man. Um, during the week, and um, you know, WWE Hall of Famer, South Dakota native. I didn't know this. Mean Gene Okerlund dies at age seventy-six. He was still alive, bro. What? Let me find out. What the? F oh man, I got. Yo, if you are if you are within the sound of my voice, take off your headgear in reverence to the man, the legend, Mean Gene, brother, Mean Gene. I grew up with that dude. I didn't know he was from South Dakota, dude. Let me read this article. Eugene, Mean Gene, Oakland, whose deadpan interviews of pro wrestling superstars like the Macho Man, yeah, the ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan brother made him a ringside fixture in his own right has died he was 76 he was an awesome part of um you know my growing up and watching wrestling though the article goes on as uh world wrestling entertainment announced Okerlund's death on its website wednesday Okerlund's son tor Okerlund told AP that his father died early Wednesday at a hospital in Sarasota, Florida, near his home in Osprey, Florida, with his wife, Jean, by his side. Tor Oakland said his father, who had undergone three kidney transplants, fell a few weeks ago, and it just kind of went from bad to worse. Oakland stated as an interviewer in the Minneapolis-based AWA, American Wrestling Association, he moved to WWE, then the World Wrestling Federation, in 1984 and hosted several shows, including All-American Wrestling, yes, Tuesday Night Titans, and Primetime Wrestling. And don't forget about the Saturday night's main event, brother. Besides the company's lead locker room interviewer, yes, he also provided ringside commentary. Former wrestler and ex-Minnesota governor Jesse Ventura, who wrestled as the body, dubbed Okerlund Mean Gene. So he Jesse Ventura gave Mean Gene his name. Oh my goodness. Speaking of potatoes, speaking of potatoes, Craig, my man Mean Gene looked like a potato. <laughs> oh my God, he's a limited breathing. Woo! He looks like Mr. Baked Potato. <laughs> oh, enough of the shit aside, man. 
that that was a legend. That's a motherfucking great man. Now, if wrestling, wrestling had a Mount Rushmore, he better be on it. He better be on it. And I'll drink to that. Bottoms up. Going on in the article, though. Ventura told the Minneapolis Star Tribune on Wednesday that in an interview, he laughingly called him the Mean Gene Hot Air Machine. And the Mean Gene stuck. Ventura called Okerlund the best at what he did. The best straight man interviewer in wrestling history. Correct. You only had to tell him once how to pitch and sell a wrestling story. Ventura told the AP about Oakland's knack for salesmanship. He's like a carnival barker. He was the best salesman. And he never did retakes. 90% of the time, if there was a screw-up on an interview, it was not because of Gene. That's how good he was. A native of Sisseton, South Dakota. Oh, I didn't know he was from there. Man, they better make a, a statue of him. A native of Sisseton, South Dakota. Okerlund was known for his natty attire and mustache. He was inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame in 2006. He should have been inducted when the motherfucker started. Okay? <laughs> oh, shit. So he goes on. Okerlund can also sing and perform the national anthem at the first WrestleMania in 1985. This is true. He sang Tutti Frutti later that year on WWF's The Wrestling Album. He really was the ultimate, the consummate entertainer, his son said. In a 2015 interview with the Star Tribune, Okerlund credited the late pro wrestling pioneer Vern uh, Gagne, or Vern Gagne, how it's pronounced, for his start. Okerlund worked in sales at the television station where um, Gagne's AWA was based and had experience in radio. Gagne approached Okerlin in the hallway when the regular interviewer could not make a taping in the early 1970s, Okerlin recalled. I said, Vern, I know zero about wrestling, he said. Do you have a suit and tie? That's all you need. There was a few bucks involved, so I, I dived in, Okerlin said. Funeral arrangements are pending. Okerlin was inducted into the Entertainment Company's Hall of Fame by Hulk Hogan in 2016 and continued to appear in WWE programming over the past decade, albeit sporadically. Hogan was among the many prominent WWE personalities to react to Okerlin's death on social media Wednesday, writing, I love you, my brother. Triple H, meanwhile, called him a voice and soundtrack to an entire era of our industry. Correct. Correct. As an interviewer, pitchman, announcer, or host, he was untouchable. Simply the best, Steve Austin added in another social media tribute. Total professional with quick wit, sarcasm, humor, and that golden voice. Condolences to his friends and family. Okay, get back in there, Tear. I'm starting to well up. Shit. 
Oakland was a member of the Gene Carroll and the Shades Band, which was inducted into the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hmm, didn't know that. He went on to study broadcast journalism at the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. Name involved trademark dispute. Oh, okay. Okerlund's Mean Gene persona became the source of a lawsuit in Sioux Falls 13 years ago. Okerlund teamed up with Sioux Falls-based Orion Food Systems in 1998 for Mean Gene Burger and pizza franchises across the country. The company became Hot Stuff Foods in 2015. They're still around, actually, out here in South Dakota. Litigation began in May 2006 when Hot Stuff filed a federal lawsuit against Okerlund that accused him of attempting to steal the brand bearing his name. Ogerlin was accused of conspiring with former Hot Stuff employees to sell their own line of foods, also featuring the Mean Gene name, sending letters to Hot Stuff franchisees with the local identical logo identical to the one used by Hot Stuff and marked with Ogerlin's signature. Ogerlin filed a countersuit alleging Hot Stuff wrongfully used his nickname after he terminated an agreement with the company. Hot Stuff registered Mean Jeans Burgers as a federal trademark and attempted to register Mean Jeans Pizza. A judge ruled that Hot Stuff's marketing agreements with Okerlin meant that it had a license to use the trademarks, but didn't own them. And, uh, damn, bro. Um, I think Okerlin tried this, and I wish he would have if he didn't. And that would be to. That would be to um, work out a deal or something, you know, a um, a share in the royalties if they're going to do some shit like that, especially if you use your name, your image and your likeness, you know, and, and, and this is going on right now in college football uh, starting next year, by the way, or right now, by the way, college players can now get paid for the longest time. In its damn near 200-year history, college football players can now be paid. And it's shit like this, you know what I'm saying, that, that's got to change. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not a lawyer or anything. I'm not a law expert or, uh, expert or nothing like that, but that, that's something that I'll look at. But going on in the interview here. Okerlin filed a countersuit alleging Hot Stuff wrongfully used his nickname after he terminated an agreement with the company, Hot Stuff registered Mean Jeans Burgers as a federal trademark and attempted to register Mean Jeans Pizza. A judge ruled that Hot Stuff's marketing agreements with Okerland meant that it had a license to use the trademarks, but didn't own them. The ruling allowed Hot Stuff to use the name as long as the company continued to maintain the franchises and pay Okerland royalties. Okay, okay. That sounds fair, but I don't know what the Okerlund family thinks of this. I don't know what Mean Gene thought of it. You know what? Mean Gene would be a very good biopic to watch. You know? What up, Hollywood? Because the bullshit y'all been doing haven't been working. Let an indie company, you know, make a biopic or shit, a documentary on the man. You know, 
So, fellas, take off your headgear within the sound of my voice, you know, in reverence to the myth, the man, the legend, Mean Gene. All right, what the fuck? Oh, okay, 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 okay. There was some video that was playing in the background. My bad, fellas. My bad. All right. Okay, 1.30 going on. We still got a lot of show left, and I'll just go ahead and play some more commercials, and then I'll get back on here, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. But uh, most certainly a big up and a um, an arrest in power shot, uh, arrest in power, arrest in paradise shout out to, to the man, the myth, the legend, the South Dakota, not only a South Dakota legend, but a worldwide legend of Mean Gene Oakland. Big up. And I'll be back on just a moment. Have you brothers noticed the exodus of great red pill providers? Well, I'm one of them, and thank goodness for Anchor. Everything for podcast listeners and creators is here. Phone, tablet, or your computer. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Share my podcast to men that need a red pill. Favorite it if you stumbled upon this channel and made it this far. Subscribe to my backup channels. Donating is optional. I have a cash app, and no, I won't angry MGTOW. Yeah, that was a pretty quick-ass shit break. <laughs> yeah, but I'm back on it. You know what I'm saying? We still got more show to go, more show to go, you know? You know, I got to keep y'all guys in it. Got to keep y'all guys in it, because I got to also think about my podcast folks. You know what I'm saying? And um, and all of that. But uh, there is this one asshole. I got two assholes here. You know what I'm saying? Not not me personally, but I'm going to talk about some shit. You know what I mean? And speaking of shit, talking about I got to pinch it off, motherfucker. Goddamn dudes, I ain't crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is this shit about? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get back to these comments here. I'm going to go right back. Yeah, I know ta uh, Tommy Laren is from South Dakota. I know she's from South Dakota as well, too. Laren the Karen, she's from Rapid City. It, am I wrong? She from Rapid City? Uh. 
Yeah, we got a couple assholes in here, and I, I got love for 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 the both of you. Y'all my favorite turds. I can't flush you. All right. So, <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. So Duzang say only legends come out of South Dakota. Uh well, I I might want to um you know augment that a little bit and, and say this. Um, legends come into South Dakota. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I feel like, Duzang, let me, let me tell you about, you know, being here. Okay. Um, it's, it's like being in California before the gold rush, like in the 1820s, before everybody knows about it, before everybody knows about the gold. You know what I mean? And that that's what being in South Dakota is like, because it's a gun friendly place, you know. Yeah, it's conservative, you know, but, um, you know, the marijuana legislation just came down. So it's, a you know, and, and being and just coming from out of Colorado that I'm OK with that I'm going to work with. It's not too. um heavy on the liquor laws or nothing this chill you know the only damn motherfucking thing i got an issue with in this motherfucker are them goddamn hypos man the fucking hypos oh hell no i ain't do shit man what no go go catch a child mo go catch a chomo or some shit you know what i'm saying leave me the fuck alone <laughs> like my man bobo lamb say you know Leave me the fuck alone, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get my life together. You know, there's a man going his own way. And, and, you know, we got to keep these punk-ass bitches at bay. And speaking of punk-ass bitches, <laughs> y'all remember Martin Scraley? You remember Farmer Bro? You remember Farmer Bro? Huh? Now imagine if no one took the Myrna Right, no one took the Myrna, and the Myrna was at a very high price. You know what I'm saying? Would there be just as much of an uproar with these, uh, these, these pro, these pro jabbers? For real, man. I don't know. Let let us get back over here because there's some 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 um some um, recent news on this guy. Dare I say he's been doing a lot of fucked up shit though. You know, <laughs> as of late. But let's check this out. Let's check this out. Farmer Bro, Martin Shkreli is charged with fixing the price of a life-saving drug. The former pharmaceutical industry exec is already in prison for securities fraud. No shit. But the FTC now alleges that Shkreli and Virus Pharmaceuticals illegally restricted competition to maintain a monopoly on the drug. Now, the drug was supposed to treat toxoplasmus, a parasitic disease that can be deadly in individuals with AIDS. Shkreli jacked up the price of that drug 4,000% from $1,750 to $750 per pill. Vira kept the price of Diraprim very high by illegally boxing out the competition. The defendants hindered other drug makers from buying samples of this drug so they could develop generic toxoplasmic uh, I don't know how that shit is how that shit is 
But um, you know what? Maybe you know what? I I, I for the when I first heard the story, he was a piece of shit. But maybe this is a chess move. Maybe this shit is a chess move to secure him when he gets out and the AIDS and the HIV shit will be what it really is, a thing of the past. You know what really cured AIDS and HIV? Not talking about it. And that's going to be the same thing that happens with the current issue happening today. So maybe he's working with something we don't know. But they restricted access to a key diaprim ingredient, restraining competition. Ooh. Bruh. No wonder he was called an asshole. The FTC says consumers would have saved tens of millions of dollars on a generic drug that had it existed. And you're right. And you're fucking right. Yeah. Uh, what we got going on here in our chat chat? Duzang say, everyone hates this guy. And I always think business can charge whatever they want, life-threatening or not. And that's kind of why me personally thought that this was probably a 4D chess move. This was a 4D chess move. You know? He turns over a new leaf. He lowers the, the price of that drug back down to where he had it. Probably lower. And especially with this Roni wave, this motherfucker's going to be getting over. Think about that. Mark my words. You heard it here first. Duzang say, it's their product. They can sell as high or as low as they want. Yeah, that's true. That's just like, I can say whatever the fuck I want, but at the end of the day, my dude, I'm going to be held accountable for it. <laughs> I'm going to be held accountable for it. Because with that great right comes great responsibility. I don't mean to be Spider-Man uncle and shit, but that's what's real. Duzang say, when they find a cure for AIDS, there will actually be more of it. It's already here. Explain why the fuck Magic Johnson's still alive. More people will be fucking unprotected without worry. The thought process. They got a cure for AIDS. Now, I just take a pill. We're already at that, but Strelly halted the process. He put a kibosh on it, you know? So that's what it is. Craig Furness say, Remember California decriminalized the knowing transmission of HIV? The potato head in chief wanted to expand that nationwide Ew. Ew. well Craig the only time that that shit is gonna make sense let's think about now that now we're talking about Straley's drug if that you know that wouldn't make sense really That wouldn't make sense, really. You know what I mean? As um, as um, 
you know, rampant or as um, uh, visible as the AIDS virus has been. I mean, you got to think about it. It's been around for damn near 40 years, you know. But then again, bro, you, you got a point there. Fuck. You know, I would like to know if you got it and I want to stay the fuck away from you. <laughs> right? All right. Yeah, good shit, good shit. So, I got another one. And this one had um, landed on my doorstep, like, at last minute. And I'll uh, fucks with this story. Damn. Mosby. Marilyn Mosby. Baltimore's city state's attorney. <laughs> Damn, she looked like uh, Beyonce and Rachel Dolezal were cloned this bitch in a lab or some shit. This is not a compliment. All right, but <laughs> this story came up on here. This is the first time I've heard about it. The name came up. We're going to get some fresh reaction in it. Let me find out. Nigga, shit. Let me read the shit. Day after her indictment, Mosby says she's innocent. Vows to fight charges. I wonder why. The Baltimore City State Attorney Marilyn Mosby stood defiant Friday to claim her innocence, saying she'll fight the charges levied against her by a federal grand jury the day before. Mosby was indicted Thursday on charges of perjury related to a COVID-19 financial hardship withdrawal and a false statement on a loan application. She spoke Friday afternoon, reading from a brief statement, but took no questions. That's just like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Let me find out. She said, I thought it was important to be seen and heard today for a number of reasons. I'm innocent of the charges that have been levied against me, and I tend to fight with every ounce of energy within my being to prove my innocence and to clear my name. Whatever, bitch. Mosby faces federal charges of two counts of perjury. Lying ass, bitch. That's the word. And two counts of making false statement, false statements on the loan application. According to the indictment, Mosby falsely claimed the COVID-19 pandemic caused a financial hardship that required her to withdraw $80,000 from her Baltimore City employee, employee retirement account. She allegedly used the money as a down payment on two homes in Florida. What's the f hey, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? What's with you? Um, what's with you, B, B dubs, man? What's up with you, B W's? You straggle daggles and shit. Yeah, I mean, you got the motherfucking by large mansions leader, you know what I'm saying? Actually, buying large mansions. With the fucking, with the fucking proceeds of the movement. And then on the other hand, this bitch buys to it. What's with y'all? What's with y'all B-dubs on this dumb shit? You need them homes for your family, ain't it? But you bitches forget to realize that when you become a public figure, 
it's not only your family that you're looking out after. It's your constituency. It's your people. It's your your movement. It's everyone else around you, not just your family. The moment you, you know, swore yourself in to take care of the public good, you've just became that person that bears all responsibilities within it. And evidently you have no motherfucking, um, you have no sight set for anything within the realm of responsibility, nor accountability. Oh my gosh. Well, the indictment also accuses Mosby of failing to disclose she owed unpaid federal taxes when she signed two mortgages. She is also accused of signing a pledge to occupy one of the homes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. This allowed her to get a lower interest rate. And this news team just learned that property was sold to a Baltimore County couple back in November at a profit. Hmm. What the fuck? Oh, oh, no. Never. Get, let's get the fuck out of that. Let's, let's get out of that. Bruh. Oh, oh shit. No, dude. Hey. All right, Duzang. Shit. I know. You got to go out and all that shit. All right. I hear your car keys jingling, motherfucker. I was just about to show you you guys some of these things that make you go, damn. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? To kind of, you know, get me at risk of my channel for showing the uh, the graphic content and all that good shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, man. You go ahead, drive safe, and go out and, you know, and do what you normally do. And as you do say, every day is a MGTOW day. All right, brothers, stay safe and, you know, wish you a peaceful journey on this. Come on back next Saturday. All right. Now time for the fun part of the show. But before I get on into that bullshit, yeah, like I said earlier, DeSantis didn't fuck around in, in his Florida State of the Union because he was going in on motherfuckers, especially this new thing here, the biomedical security state causing mass formation psychosis and all this shit. He called it what it is. Now, on the other side of things, my state's very own Governor Christie Gnome, she went in on CRT, and quite rightfully so. Now, I've said this for months. If we don't get Trump and DeSantis for 2024, it should be DeSantis and Gnome. You know what I'm saying? DeSantis, the governor of Florida, of course, for those that aren't aware, and Christie Gnome, for those that aren't aware. Christie Gnome is the governor of South Dakota. Um, representing the GOP side of things. Now, you trad cucks are quick to simp for this bitch, but she ain't all that. 
She ain't really a live and let live Republican. I'll trade DeSantis for her in a heartbeat, bro. But um, she is better than the rest of the country. I'll tell you what. She's got one over on 48 other governors in this country. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that is that. Uh, I'm, it's just a thing with me, man. After taking the red pill, I'm, I'm sorry, fellas. Boss chicks, they make look good. They might look good in a rap video or two, but they actually suck in real life. Yeah, double entendre. Intended. <laughs> you know what I mean? They actually do suck. And don't they, and like I said in the last show, this country or no company wants to be run by a stuffy woman. It's just fucking horrible. I mean, example. I mean, as for Kamala Harris, right? Poor bitch. I almost feel bad for her. See, doesn't she come off as an elementary school substitute teacher that can't control a class because that's what this is you see how this works now the Brandon administration that's the best example of how a gynocrat runs a country all right the females not all hashtag not all plays all these support roles this MacGuffin shit as the power behind the power yet they put a straw man in the front to take all the blame for her fuck-ups. You see this in Hollywood. This was played out in Star Wars, if you, if you, you know, at least in the first two. I only watched one, but I don't give a fuck anyway. Whatever. Once these females knock down a patsy, either directly or indirectly, which most happens more often than not, they, the female, Hashtag not all. <laughs> Gotta put that in there. Those fools are seen as the savior. Look, it's happening in real time right in front of you. Right now as we speak. In this show. Happening outside my door right now. Screeching harpies and Karens and Susans and Kaylas everywhere. Now the only one that wants to be left alone is Becky. <laughs> for some strange reason. Now, speaking of everything happening in real time, right in front of you, a oh my gosh, AOC, you about to get your cooking, bitch. She's got to be the, the the flag post, the signpost of things to come. See, ain't it funny how? DeSantis arranged for aid in New York, but AOC arranged to catch the Roni in Florida. Let me find out. 2022 is getting better and better all the time, goddamn. Now, this one's for you. A little final thought. Bitch, don't nobody want your barefooted, purse-holding, gingerbread man and don't nobody want your horse face bargain basement Sarah Jessica Parker looking ass neither. I wouldn't grape you if you was the last bitch on earth. We gonna cook. 
And as for your fucking punk ass man, I'll slap the shit out your boyfriend and kill two roaches out his goddamn house. <gasps> Let me find out exactly, because I'm that nigga. All right, now let's have fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, I can't put out things that make you go down. You know, I'm going to be doing that over on the uh, alt tech channels. And, yo, now I thought the sixth one, in my opinion, the sixth one in the sixth episode in the series was the um, was the scariest one was the most skin crawl, was the most, I don't know if I even should have released part six, though, to be honest with you. But uh, this eighth one, and I'm going to call it Unforgiving Horror. That's what I'm going to call it. And it's going to make you feel just, you know, pins and needles on your skin. All at the same time pointing at you and you can't move unless one of them damn pins just motherfucking just sticks you. But here, you know, this is kind of a watered down version of that. This is not the things that make you go damn, but it, it, I'm going to get you a little bit of humor in this shit. So check this out. What the fuck? Is this oh. <laughs> oh shit? Holy shit. Y'all motherfuckers look like which one of you motherfuckers stole my shoe? <laughs> which motherfucker stole my shoe? Eeny meeny mighty you. Especially this motherfucker in the top left hand corner. Uh damn, I'm not gonna tell you who he looked like. <laughs> that is sad, bro. Oh my god. Now now y'all that are listening to the podcast, you you don't get to watch this. I'm gonna go ahead and make this the um I'm gonna make it the uh thumbnail. That's what we'll do. I'm gonna go ahead and make this shit the thumbnail. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not even going to tell you the top left motherfucker looked like, but this motherfucker on the top right, that's Bam Bam when his ass grow up. And there's his father right below him. There go Barney motherfucking Rubble. That, yo, just no neck having ass niggas. And, and this motherfucker on the bottom left, this dude looked like goddamn <laughs> Robert Blake in a stocking cap. I don't know, man. Is this when they caught him? You know what I mean? What, did he look like that when he was murdering the bitch? I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we'll keep it going on. Check it. Go, 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 go. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. Oh man, and for y'all. Oh, oh, what the fuck was that? 
Now, for you podcast listeners, you know, I'm going to go ahead and dismiss y'all. You know what I'm saying? The rest of this is going to be video clips, and then I'll be out of the show. But for y'all that are watching the replay and are in the chat right now, yeah, there's more commentary to this, and um, I'm going to give you that here. This next video, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it yet, but Kanye West punched a dude, you know? I mean, meh. You know, I mean, it's the brother, I grew up, well, not grew up, but I came of age at a time where he was dropping good records. You know what I'm saying? He was rocking, he was dropping good shit, good music. I mean, that's the name of his label, right? But I'd like to say, you know, stemming from, you know, the tragedy of his mother dying, and and I'm not gonna, you know, knock him for that. I mean, his whole world got lonely after that. Man, I I don't know, man. One side of me is calling him a rabid attention whore, but the other side is saying that he's a misguided man at this point, and he's just trying to find his way like all of us other men are. But this was what happened. But here go your genius. Here go your genius. That's one thing I really disagreed with his ass on. A genius doesn't go around walking around saying that he's a genius. No more than a revolutionary. True revolutionaries don't go around walking and and talking like they are revolutionaries. They just walk it and shut the fuck up. Ask those guys that put it together back in 1775. They were revolutionaries, right? But they didn't use that word. They got after it and did what they needed to do. They left it up to you to call them revolutionaries. Just like in this case, West needs to leave it up to the public to call him a genius. Not you calling yourself a genius and then everybody else doing it. That's not how this works. But yeah, this is his latest scuffle. I'm protecting us now. I am your family. I am your family. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Ain't no hand. No, no. Who was supposed to talk to her? Why did he just do that? What is wrong with him? There's your genius. Right? Can you please call the cops? Yeah. yeah, there's a little context to this shit. <laughs> I know you saw it. But uh tell y'all something. These feminists, boy, these womanists, whatever you want to call these bitches, always fucking up. Always be ruining up the fun. Just be fucking up the fun. They've been doing this shit ever since they were children, man. Damn, don't you realize you're a killjoy? Don't you realize that you fuck it up for everyone? And you being a con- yeah, you being a contrarian voice isn't all that compelling. You have to make a better point than that. Anyway, but I'm gonna show you how feminists fuck up fun when you go to a game or to an event or something. Check it out. Can you please call the cops? 
Watch out how you be walking in your goddamn stilettos. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know. You could be at the motherfucking escalator and stop up the whole shit. Like being seen right here. Yep. That's a little toe up. Look at this. And now this shit right here is is some, you know, out of control, you know, straggle daggle, you know, one of these B dubs doing dumb shit in the goddamn restaurants. Ain't got no motherfucking home training. You know what I'm saying? But look at this. She's going ham on all of these folks in this store because the store was trying to get her to wear a mask. So, was the activity justified? Hmm. I don't know. Now! Racist bitches! Now! Okay, you didn't have to take it there. But... Put your mask on. That stupid ass buzzword. You could have just went on the mask thing. Oh, yeah. Look at that, fellas. I wonder how she smell her farts. For real. <laughs> I mean, shit. Let a motherfucker find out. <gasps> All right. <laughs> yeah. Look at this bit right Key here. Buses. What the fuck? Keep. Keep. to keep. Now he's speaking in a different language. He's not telling this big lady to keep this shit. Keep My guess is that she had got caught at her job trying to steal all this motherfucking food, but her boss then hit her up and now she got busted. Oh fat ass. Ugh. Just ugh. Michelin man. Burnt in the tire factory looking asshole. Look at this. Get you all on. Keep her in Melego. But she trying to feed her family. Keep. Keep. Yo. Keep her this. Keep. 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 Keep her this. Get rid of that shit, bitch. Yeah, look, that elephant is my dude. That's the homie. Look what he's doing with Carmen Electra over here. Yeah. Oh my god. I like women. Oh, fuck. And that means clip your fucking cat's claws, okay? What the fuck? And then this guy, he's got a bad case of the money. Poor dude. 
You know what I'm saying? He was left in the fucking back of a van. And then they started driving and so the paint got all over the poor guy. That's gonna be me come my Monday. <laughs> Y'all laughing at this poor guy? That's fucked up. Doing That's sad, bro. Sad, bro. Poor guy. He is pissed. I would be too. Shit. Covered in all that paint. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. No, don't give a how much it was. You. That's a tired day to me. out of the back of a police vehicle. Check this crazy ass. Not keeping in time and rhythm with his drumstick. And it falls on someone. This is Karma Tire. The Karma Tire Shop. And you want to know why it's called Karma Tire? Check this shit out. He knocks over tires. Tires knock him over. That's what the fuck he get. That is what the fuck he get. Uh, yeah, man. Look at that shit. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. I do not want to go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that that part right there, that remind me of Mario. That motherfucker, that nigga went in the warp eight. He gonna go save the princess, nigga. <laughs> Let a nigga find out. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucked me up when I first saw it. And it still got me. Oh shit. <laughs> That motherfucker went in the warp eight. Good brother. Check it out. Holy shit. Do 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 do. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they got his ass, nigga. <laughs> he going to warp eight. He finna go save the princess. Oh, oh, oh. Got him. All right. Tokyo Drift. I'm not gonna say, Craig. Hell no. Hell no. I ain't gonna say. No, Craig. Uh oh, Popo got him. Popo got him. Uh oh. Trying to get that shit up out the, out the way. Now, mind you, ain't nobody in this vehicle. They spot you. So they got a mission. Oh, 
Eliazar, cuidado. Ya, hágale. Nobody in the vehicle. You just, I hope that ain't messed up. Just a good old boy. Yeah. Never meaning no harm. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> oh shit! I wish Wind or Hammer or Quiet Earth was here to see this shit. This was some awesome shit right there. That is awesome. He hit the three-wheel motion. And this guy had to get to work on time. He had to get to work on time, bruh. Boom. Right in the parking spot. Boom. Direct hit, baby. Let a nigga find out. This is awesome, too. Very Now, note, this dude was standing on eggs, man. Whole fucking eggs, man. Like, eggs, man. Shit. Man, that's the discipline of a Shaolin monk. Oh, you already know how this gonna go. You already know how this gonna go. You know that one gamer girl, what the fuck that bitch name was, that was complaining about shit. What's, what's her name? Frost or whatever? The bitch look like Jack Frost. She looked like motherfucking Snow Miser from the goddamn cartoon. But you know, she was on that G4 shit. You know, I don't know her name, Frost, whatever the fuck. That's this bitch right here. This is what she did. What she did on the show was equivalent to what I'm about to show you. Let's just put it that way. Check it. vacation in the Colorado and uh water what are them things called fire hydrants you know what I'm saying there you go yeah fire hydrants busting up and you go over the motherfucker and shit this man you will be a frozen frostbitten motherfucker if this happens to you in South Dakota I don't know where this was yeah it's probably in Colorado or Utah or some shit but this is what happened bro I'm trying to call 911. Yeah, they finna get fucked by something fierce, bro. 
and they get water and pressure like that, man, I feel for them, man, for real. Look at this shit. Don't you hate it when you come in to work the next damn day? Or to the bar to go get your shit after a snowstorm? No cloud motherfuckers end up doing stupid goofy shit like this. Nah, they owe me money. Nah, they owe me money, man. Fuck that. Look at that shit. Didn't even know he was scooping up a car out of that bitch. Lazy ass. With his lazy motherfucking ass. You see this shit? I'm on your ass. I'm on your motherfucking shit. Uh, things that make you go, oh, oh, look at that, look at it's happy feet, oh, oh, look at, look at. Esto es lo que le va a pasar uh -oh. Oh, a shit. todos things ustedes que no hacen caso. Esta es una advertencia para todos ustedes. No. Brush your teeth, bitch. <laughs> oh, 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 look at this shit, though. This motherfucker. Uh, uh, he going to the poopy scoop. Uh, he go to poopy. He poopy. Yeah. Straight up. Camera caught it all, nigga, like. Crazy shit. And then the motherfucker wipe his ass on the motherfucking. Ooh, oh, let a nigga find out. I be pissed, man. Oh, hell, no, no. Look at this shit right here. Oh, that is some bull fucking shit. I'd be mad as fuck. Uh-uh, dude. Uh, dog. And they gonna get the kid's scooter. Now imagine some pooper scooter motherfucker. Shit on your porch. And then gonna take your kid's scooter. That is that bullshit right there, bro. And look, my dream home. Away from all the wokeisms. Woke tars, leftists, trad cooks, feminists, you know, and crazy. Oh, oh, what the fuck is this? Oh, man, get this shit off my screen. God damn. Yeah, my man, we were able to rock it out one more again, you know, um, later on the night, and I'm still working on it, though, and these are the things that make you go, yeah, yeah. we're working on that right now, and um, that will be coming out here later on this late night, I'm gonna try to get this shit done by midnight, fellas, so um, 
pray for me, cross your fingers, rub your rabbit's foot, whatever the fuck you got to do to help me get this done. Because there's like five clips that stand in the way of greatness. Hell, you know what? This shit is so spicy that I might even get kicked out of the alt channels for showing it. Out of the alt channels for showing it. Not YouTube. I, this shit is not going on YouTube because we seen what the fuck happened when I shoot when I put the shit on YouTube, nigga. Like, goddamn, motherfucking Susan and all her minions went. Let's go get soap. Let's go erase this motherfucker. Look, fuck that. Get, get this nigga out of here and all that shit. But no, man. Of course, this show's gonna be on playback on Bit Shoot Odyssey. MGTOW.TV, audio-only version on Anchor, other well-known podcasting sites, podcasting sites, you're only live, come on, man, chill out. All right, I'd like to send a shout-out to those that showed up and did their thing and kicked it with me, whether it was Craig or Q or Mandu Zang, you know, D-Man stopped by a quick moment. You should have chilled out for a minute, motherfucker. The shit was going to be fun. I didn't even need no guests. I did this bitch by myself. I did it by my motherfucking self. Let a nigga find out. God damn it, I did it by myself. And then we got, yo, Hidden showed up. You know what I mean? Word up. Word up. And all that good shit. And then, yeah, we had the awesome intro. But my man's, um, you know, Shinobi Wan did his thing. You know, big shout to Kendall. You know what I mean? Kendall Rican doing his thing. MHV, Hammerhand, Terrence Pop, True Sherm, Mi Amigo, um, Mr. Forma. Mr. Forma's back out here. He's got a new video out. Go check him out if you haven't already. You know? And then, you know, what's going to come back out is the force, you know, the force with the van, the van, when the van roll, oh no, motherfuckers get rolled over. When the van rolls out, let me find out, you know what I'm saying? So there's that. And, um, you know, all other things, um, you, you might catch me here. You might catch me on their sites. You might see me at, or here with, here me kick it with Kendall Rican and Night Crew over on his site over there, his channel over there on Podbean. That's what it's called. Okay. Okay. And then you might catch me kicking it over there with Hammer. You might catch me kicking it over there with the war band, big up, you know, undead in the war band and all that shit. You might catch me kicking it with Double Limb, big up, Grinch. AM and all them, you know. Um, shit. Oh, rest in peace, shout to uh, John Madden, to uh, Vincent Migtow, Sidney Portier, Betty White, um, motherfucking uh, Mean Gene. Mean Gene, he was in the show, you know. Rest in peace, shout, Mean Gene. And um, all others that have uh, didn't make it to to get to see this show in the flesh, but they probably are in the spirit. You know what I mean? Big up to checkmate S C E S C E. You need to come through to the show. Quit bullshitting. All right, make life. Quit bullshitting. 
Just uh, yo, Big Town Life, I got a little something for you here um, later on. And for you fellas that were fans or, or liked my meditation series, I'll be releasing the 50th and final episode of MGTOW is self-directed warfare. The meditation series will be retired, but I'll be putting it on my second channel. You know, it'll still be on my first channel for you all to see, but I'll be moving all of my meditations over there and over to MGTOW.TV because real shit, MGTOW, you know, MGTOW is self-directed warfare um, it's, it's, it starts from within. This shit starts from within. It's a self-directed war. But, um, man, I try to tell other red pillars, black pillars, red, you know, MGTOW, whatever, and they all want to get on after me about it just because of the fucking title, bro. You can't give me a motherfucking meditation uh, topic to meditate on, so you just want to shit on it, all right? Okay, that's cool. That's fine. But that's all right. Okay. <clears throat> Other than that, yo, um, big up to those that didn't mention. I mean, don't get all twisted up in a bunch if I didn't mention you. It's because you don't even go to my show very often, probably. And that's your ass. You know why, motherfucker. You shouldn't be doing that shit. You should kick it with soap. Soap still love you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let a nigga find out. You didn't just ditch the soap and don't need you drop the soap. And when you drop the soap, you get fucked. Hello? <laughs> Yo, y'all act like I don't never hear the fucking, you know, digs on my fucking name and shit. Come on, bro. You drop me, you're fucked. Hello? So keep on checking this out, man. You know, I don't have to do this shit, really. I could just still keep living MGTOW fabulous, but shit. You know, I got you know, I got brethren that, you know, come by and kick it with me and check it out. But just to peek into the room and then bounce out, it's cool. You can do that too. That's why I got replays, bro. And I'll be kicking it with y'all too. Don't get it twisted. But I gotta get my own thing right. You know what I'm saying? Never no time to play. I got to keep working every day. I got to make moves. I can speak English too, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <clears throat> Let me find out you Joe Biden. Nah, I was kidding. Oh, boy. What a day. What a day. I like this show. And um, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Leave you with a great little intro or some shit. I'm out of here, bro. Peace.
Need a little shock for your new year? Well, here are the things that make you go. Damn! Damn! From Psyche Soap, the new controversial series that is too hot for YouTube. We've got little fails. <laughs> And we've got big fails too. So, prepare yourself mentally for the edge of your gaming chair. Presented by Psyche Soap, it's the things that make you go... Available on these alternative platforms, listed below in the description of this video.